Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. And another happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday slash what are you doing? world's... Cu- Sorry, I was cutting aluminum foil to make dinner. <laughs> Sounds like it. Happy Tuesday slash world's toughest hangover day. Oh my gosh, everybody. So, How's everybody your right now, we, I did brunch, and now everybody's going to pubs, and I'm on the road. Yep, yep. I had to get on the road yesterday and leave all the fun, so I didn't even get to have the fun brunch day. The brunch was good. Well, the food was okay. Brunch was falling behind as far as time. It was more like lunch. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it didn't start till like lunchtime. Pretty much. And then we had, but food was good as always, you know. Good, good. Uh, Then we gave out a lot of awards and a lot to talk to and unpack because holy what's tough this mutter. Yeah, so World's Toughest Mudder was this past weekend. Um, Holy smokes. Yeah, back down here in Atlanta, uh, we tried Not to go AMO. live and bring you some content while we were down there. We um, got to partner up with Mud Run Guide. Um, thank you to everybody that reached out to me there with the footage. There. We had a lot of fun, Leah. Yeah, it was a ton of fun. I was there pitting for a crew of five different runners. So, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have a whole lot of time to run around the course during the event, but, um, you know, you know I loved did? seeing the people. You had tons of time on the course. I, that was a busy bee this weekend. <laughs> yeah, yes, you are. I mean, so, okay, as far as World Service goes, I'm going to say that that is my one biggest complaint about this past event yeah. was the setup of the course. It was probably the least spectator-friendly course that I can ever remember them having. Um, you, you think know, last they, year was better? I do. I mean, Why? well, okay. I think it was. I was a runner last year, so I was on course myself. But I can tell you that as a runner, I yeah. saw way more people spectating and stuff like that on course last year than I did this year. This year That's from fair. the pit, there was Arctic Enema and Mudderhorn, yep. which were right there. But anything else you wanted to see, it was, it, a hike. Was a, it was a trek. I mean, I think that the the midway pit stop coach's corner or coach's stop, whatever they called it. Um, yeah. We talked about that in previous episodes and my apprehension about it. But it ended up being like freaking awesome because I did make the trek out there one time. But you it was it? so dis- it, it was so disappointing to me because it was so cool of a setup. I mean, Coach was up there rocking the DJ vibe, blasting music with lights. Fly. I mean, it was awesome. But there was nobody there to enjoy it. Like, yeah, it I think bummed that, me out. I, I wish, honestly, if it would have been over 
okay, this is me being weird, mm-hmm. and this is me being the engineer in me. I would have put it on top of that hill where Arctic Animal is at. That's like, exactly what tea, we were talking about. And then you should swing have been it back out the other way. There. Yeah, you should have been able to have gotten there from the pits so that people could go and enjoy the party. You know, yeah. it was it just fun. Needed to be a little was, bit closer. There was music. There was light. But it was way there out was, there. It was way out there. And with the time that we went there, we didn't follow the official spectator route. We cut through. I mean, we were running in the fields and the courses just to get mm-hmm. there. So I think that that was just a little bit poor planning on, on TMHQ's end and probably my biggest complaint. Because, you know, from someone who is working in the pit, you know, I didn't have an hour and a half to go out playing on the course. I only had a little bit of time here and there. Especially and... when you're pitting multiple people. I'll give you that. I would right. give you that. But right. I, mean... I would say, though, honestly, that's one qualm out of... I thought the rest of the course was freaking amazing. I thought oh, it was a I agree. great setup, though. I agree. Ignoring the spectator piece of it and just looking at the course itself, yeah. I think and it's I, awesome. I, Additionally, about the pit area, so we'll, we'll go on to other mm-hmm. things here because we've got a big episode on our hands here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought the spectator, the pit this year mm-hmm. was a thousand times better than last year. Oh, easily. Easily a thousand times, times better, though. So last right. year we were down in the lower field in the mud, and in, the in the mud, and it was a complete shit show. I mean, runners were coming in filthy off course. There was no cleanup at the end of the loop, so it was just a complete muddy, nasty, disgusting, yep. um, beat down. D- disaster. This year it was on higher ground. Um, yep. A lot of them were even in a covered stable. Yep. It was. If you could get just, a stable, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was such a much more organized pit area. Um, it was really Clean. muddy on load-in day on Friday, but after yep. that, it dried up. Like it was ten times better of a setup this year. It was so so awesome. Load-in takes a little bit, but that's to be expected. Yeah, I mean that kind of sucked. It was like a half a mile walk from your car to the pits but you know they did a good job they provided shuttles and and were they, did. Helping, they did great there helping people get their stuff you know, there, even so. kyle mclaughlin was driving the freaking shuttle truck back and forth yep. baby like yep. so you don't see cool. a ceo do that regularly doing right. something like that's pretty cool yeah i mean there's only so much they can do about parking like it sucks but what are they going to do i mean that's where exactly. parking is and that's where the venue is it's not like tmhq had any say in that absolutely absolutely um, so, but no, yeah, I, thought, so, I thought it was great. The pit was great. They brought fruit, food trucks in. Um, which, okay, I'm going to say this is another miss. Um, the food trucks, fantastic idea. Yeah. Um, but why was it not like a food truck festival? Like, I don't understand why there was only one truck there in the nighttime. Or two. No, there was the cheesesteak on Saturday, and then on Sunday okay. there was a breakfast thing. There was only uh, ever okay. one truck there at a time. Okay, get a few more food trucks is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was a great idea to have the truck there. But for me, dude, if I were a food truck vendor, I would be be. like paying TMHQ to let me set up shop there. Because you know how much bank they made? There was that line was out of control the whole time they were there. See, I never got to go there. And I was ingesting many Jacob Bosecker nuclear burritos. Um, Which I got to enjoy myself. And they were, it was delicious. It's a good burrito. So, anyway, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook this week, I did a preview of the course that came out uh, Saturday morning early. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they changed some things around. There was always the joke about if the stacks were there or not. Stacks never showed up. I was really waiting and hoping for that announcement at midnight for the siren that stacks was opening. I just, I was holding out hope, thinking that would be the most epic surprise ever. And alas, midnight came <laughs> and there was no stacks. No stacks. That's okay because we got King of Swingers and that was freaking amazing. Yeah, that looked awesome. Although, um, you know, from what I had heard, the bell positioning was a little bit crazy and people like nobody was hitting it. But then TMHQ responded and did adjust that mid Yep, you know, they adjusted mid-race. it a little bit and brought it down. So um, that was good. And I have to say, you know, T- Tough Mudder has been known to do that in events past. You know, if yeah, something needs to be adjusted, they adjust it, which, you know, yeah. it's good. You know, and this is one of the things before we start really talking about the race itself. Um, mm-hmm. I want to commend TMHQ mm-hmm. on change. Mm-hmm. And that's freaking cool. They've done so, Kyle and this team there have done so much this year. And I've, I've just got to know, I've only got like a small glimpse of the past 10 years of Tough Mudder. Mm-hmm. So the past two years. But Kyle is doing so many awesome things. Like, yeah. uh, like the transparent pricing that they're doing. Yep, I would agree. I've been part of the Tough Motor community. I mean, that was my first community of OCR. I've, you yeah. know, I've been in the Tough Motor community for years, and I'll admit I was one of the first ones when the new, you know, when the new leadership was announced. I was nervous too because Tough Motor has become a brand that people have, you know, grown to no, love, no. and yeah. and they're used to things being done a certain way. And here he came and announced all these changes, and I think. People were initially, myself included, concerned. But as this year has rolled on, like props. I mean, it's it's right. been They've great. Crushing it, and they put on another great event. It was um, a great event. I will say that you know, as far as another, you know, the biggest disappointment for me with this event was the low numbers. It was shocking to me how. I, I think they were just fine for an event of this stature. It makes me nervous. I think that we're, you know, that a lot uh, of people. Not, I, I think one that day. one of the biggest influences to that this year was probably the fact that it returned to Atlanta and how miserable Atlanta was last year. I think that that might have scared some people from signing back up again. Well, um, I think, so I think hopefully it's a balance between that and we have also the loss of the prize money. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got so that's gonna and then also Sweden being just yeah. last week. That's true. Um, that's true. All those things combined, and we definitely saw lower registration numbers. But here's the thing: the numbers in Sweden weren't great either. Oh no, this was better than Sweden for sure. This was this I was mean, bigger than Sweden. You know, at the end of the day, it's a special kind of crazy for the those Absolutely. of us that are you know turned on by this kind of event. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was a. It's just so cool to be on the other side and see everything that I got to see this weekend. Um, yeah. So props to it, everybody there. Yeah, it was definitely fun for me. I, I've I've done this event for the past, you know, three years of World's Toughest and once at the X24, which is the same people. You know, so for the you know for the past four years, I've been on the running side, and this side to time to be on the pit side. You know, props to all the fun. pit crew out there. Props, yeah, props. If, you're, if you're a pit boss. Absolutely. You know, as a runner, I always appreciated my pit and I was always sure to, you know, thank them and buy them presents and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But now being on the other side, I appreciate them as a runner 10 times more. Because let me tell you, 
I busted my butt this weekend. It was tough. Oh, I did too. Yeah. I was. I ended up helping out a lot of our friends over there over on the other podcasts, um, mm-hmm. doing some stuff with them. I was helping out. I mean, I was running back and forth with Escobar. Um, I was doing some stuff with um, Psychos and his team. Freaking for and also, I think Psychos is one of my new best friends. I freaking love that dude. <laughs> you got a man crush. He is a cool dude. He is a nice, cool dude. I really he, appreciate He him. is probably one of the most humble, um, genuine, quietest people in this sport. He doesn't self-brag. Or, but some of his accomplishments are just, just astounding. astounding. I, uh, Psychos, if you're listening, buddy, I got to get myself a ground pounder hat. Like, I am. Yeah. I want to be part of that fam. I love your team. I love you guys. And it was uh, it was so fun hanging out with you in the wee hours of the night. So rolling into that, um, spoiler alert. Let's talk the about the race. Yeah, yeah Psycho's the, won. The winner of, of World's Toughest Motor 2019 on the men's side was Trevor Psychos with Crush 105 it. miles. And let, I'm going to be honest here. He could have done 110. <laughs> uh, he probably he could have. We both know. He he Easily. could have, but can you blame the man for having enough at that point? <laughs> nah, man. Your plate's full. You're good. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. So, first place went to Trevor, which was, you know, it was apropos after last year. You know, Trevor had held on to the lead. Um, and then towards the end of the race, kind of, you know, got surpassed at the very last of it, at, you know, by Christopher Mendoza. And this mm-hmm. year was kind of reversed. Chris was in second place this year. Yep, yep. And I kind of talked to Trevor, and the second part of this podcast is actually going to be a lot of fun, um, mm-hmm. and I'll go into that here in a few, but talked to Trevor a little bit, and he's like, you know, I just didn't want to blow up. He's like, I was on right. my pace, and I was just moving at my pace and doing what I needed to do to win. He's like, I knew I was mm-hmm. looking at that 110. I knew what my pace needed to be. I knew what I had to do. I did it. Yep, yep, and, and, was, and that he did. Awesome. I mean, if you look at his split, Like there... a freaking clock. It's it's for the record books. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who knows how to pace. We saw a lot of shifting with the leaders for the first, you know, half oh, of the race. And but one thing that's consistent is Trevor's times. I mean, he Just he like went out clock. there. He did what he came to do. He didn't let the interference of what other people were doing into his nope. brain and nope. delivered and came out with the win. You know, and like some of those guys, I, I can't fault him. Because they were doing, they were trying to get in so much distance there while the sun was up. Well, uh, I know, mean, that was the thing. It's that, you know, last Paris, year, yeah, last year hand. it was so miserable. And this year when the race course started off with nice weather, you know, everybody was trying to get it in while Just they can. Ham. Yeah. I mean, and Just you mentioned, Evan, I, I want to take a minute and just give him some, some love. I mean, Evan um, is on the... The owner and founder of Strength and Speed. He has a podcast as well as runs a, a team that I'm actually a part of. I'm um, not. Because <laughs> only the you cool don't want kids me, are. Obviously. <laughs> I'll make my own damn team. He, um, you know, Evan is Mr. Endurance and has, in fact, wrote the book on it. And has a couple books out there for the sport. One of which being, you know, an endurance athlete's guide. Mm-hmm. And he is just such a phenomenal athlete. He's a special forces um, officer in, in the army and he just is is an awesome dude in, in in total and he came out and just crushed the first half of the race yep. um, was, he was on he was moving fast yeah he was on and an he amazing did the same pace. thing in Minneapolis yep he was on pace to hit 100 miles 
um, but had some, had wet some suit wetsuit issues. issues. Yeah, he ended up going into his full suit too quickly and overheated, so he had to change back out of that into a shorty and then got too cold and went back to the full and that just ate too much of his time and but still ended up crushing it with 90 miles at the end of it so but as far as the guys though okay so the Mendoza obviously great congratulations Mm -hmm. another hundred so proud of the dude awesome guy yep and then we had our good friend Javier Javier is a story for like like poster child for hard work. He a, a came, poster child for the freaking sport. Well, I absolutely. Mean, so he started World's Toughest several years ago, and his first one got 35 miles. Yeah. And, you know, decided then and there that he was going to dedicate himself to, to this race, to the sport, and train his ass off. And he came back and pulled out, um, I think, 60 the following year. Yep. Um, went back, kept another year of hard work, came back again. He's like 175. Want that again, silver came bed. back with 75 for the silver bed. Came back again, worked his ass off another year. Fourth race comes in and gets that hundred miler. Yeah. Freaking awesome. What was really awesome. You know, I was sitting there on the sides, And so the, at world's toughest, it's a 24 hour event, but you have an hour and a half buffer at the end. So technically, yep. it's from 12 p.m. on Saturday to you can get out there and get another lap. Yeah, to 1:30 p.m. on Sunday. But the caveat is, the start line closes at 12 p.m. So as long yep. as you start a lap by 12 p.m., you have until 1:30 to finish it. So I'm sitting there looking at my watch, and I've been tracking all the runners, and 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 Javier was at 90 miles. And I'm watching the way it's like 1230, 1240, or I'm mm-hmm. sorry, 1130, 1140. Yep. And I'm looking at my watch thinking if he can just make it in by 12 o'clock to have enough time to start another lap, he'll hit his hundred he miles. It. He could do it. And I was sitting there with his mom. I'm like, it's going to yep. be tight. It's going to be It's 1130, 1140. Really really yep. Finally, it's like 1150. There's like, oh, this is like a nine. Left. I was like, it's going to be tight. Yeah. There he was like 15 miles. minutes left. Before cutoff, and here and comes he comes Javier. swinging in, and I'm just I am trying to part the Red Sea to get that man through. Yep, and, and he we, took off and made it across that start line just in the nick of time. And it squeaked it out and got that hundred in, and it, dude, Javier, if you're listening, man, I'm so freaking proud of you. Well, and that's like, the thing too awesome. is he made the cutoff to start the lap, but he only had an hour and a half. He had 90 minutes at the end of a 24-hour race. After pummeling through 95 miles, he only had 90 minutes to do one more lap. And yep. he did. With he, well, more he, than he enough time it, to spare. Yeah, he did it. In, so realistically, he headed out for his final lap at 11.50. Crossed right. that line and did not pit at all. And then went right through and he crossed the finish line at 1, a, 1 p.m. Yeah, so he still had 30 minutes to spare. Yep. Which is faster splits at the end of his race then the majority of runners were doing in the beginning. Like, it's yep. just incredible. It's great. It is just phenomenal. And he was he was a little stiff today, but man, how and much Understandably good work, so. And he earned his spot in the Orange Jacket Club. Um, I think there's, what, eight or nine other guys total now. About that. Atkins, Killian. Big big names. Psychos, big names. Mendoza. Yeah. Albin's um, up there. Albin's in there. Austin is there. Um, Chad Trammell's in there. Yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, just so. how great. How freaking awesome. 
So then flipping over from the men ladies. to the ladies. So, so the I'll most... be honest, we mm-hmm. had an up we had a bit of an upset. So going into this, I thought Aaron Ross was gonna run away with it all. Well, I think that going into this, people were thinking Aaron Ross or Amelia Boone because we mm-hmm. knew those two names were coming and they are probably some of the most notable names swingers. in the sport. Good swingers. Yep. And then all of a sudden the race fences. day registration comes and somebody shows up that nobody thought about. Morgan Morgan on a whim decides to jump in and throw yeah. her hat in the ring. So Morgan Mackay um, has been around the, you know, the sport and and world's toughest for years. We just saw her last week in Sweden um, where she had some kind of a fall and head injury and got taken out. Yep. And here she shows up the day of the event, race day registration, which is kind of ironic because as we were loading in, I looked over to my teammate. And I said, when I saw the race day registration table, I'm like, really? Who is going to come to World's Toughest the day of and register? That's ridiculous. Why do they have that? Morgan decided on it. <laughs> and Morgan Mackay did it. Yeah. And, and, so, and won. And, and yeah. won with 80 miles. And she, you know, she started off the race up towards the top. Um, Amelia was leading for a while and was leading for a while earned her final piece of the collection for the world's toughest mother bibs in that she earned the green sprint lap for the first time oh good so now she has a complete collection of bibs oh good but uh so after amelia dropped um she was having yeah she was having some achilles issues and uh, you know she's got a big race coming up yep she had some other stuff coming up, knew she wasn't going to be able to hang for all 24 and decided to bow out gracefully. And then we saw the battle um, between Aaron and Morgan and Sue. And at the end, Morgan took took the win. She took the, she took the W home and it was great. And it was really great. Um, Aaron Ross then uh, coming up in second place. Fought mm-hmm. it out once again. Silver bib coming across yeah. right with her. Plan, two exactly two in a row for second place for Aaron. I mean, we love Aaron. She's she's an endurance Good athlete from from Endurance Project. Which side note, we have to give props to our coach. Um, yeah, Dennis was out there helping had, a ton of people. Not only was he out there, but he had four of his four of the top ten ladies were his athletes. Well. Spoiler alert, I was talking to another friend, uh, Miss, and who was also on the leaderboard there for a period of the night, Miss Heather Olson. Yep, yep. She's like, yeah, I need to get in on that training. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when it comes to endurance and it comes to, you know, these kinds of events, you know, Dennis, Dennis is where it's at. When, you yes, know, his, Dennis, his numbers. He's got a fine product there with what he's yep. doing. Yep, yep. So shout out to him and his athletes as a whole. And then Corinne uh, was third. Uh, yes. So, and she was again, actually pitting right by us. Um, yep. She was yep. She was a hoop. She was a fun girl. She was solid. She was getting work done. Yep. Uh, but great women's field. A lot of great competition. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it kind of said, like, if you're going to try and go get on that podium for the guys, you're going to have to go and run freaking 100 miles. And oh, if you're uh, going for, sure. for, the, for the ladies, you better be shooting for 75. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, yeah. That's just a line in the frickin' sand. So then, you know, the event ended yesterday. We had the brunch this morning, all kinds of awards. Mm-hmm. But the biggest announcement 
Um, well, let's, let's the... talk about that announcement after we talk about brunch a little bit here. Okay. So let's I talk just about got brunch. back from brunch. Mm-hmm. Um, brunch I watched the live stream. Good, good, good. Once again, shout out to thanking everybody for letting us stream stuff and putting things out there. For sure. Um, but um, I got a collection of interviews, Leah. I'm so excited to hear that because it busted my heart that I couldn't be there at the brunch and say, you know, congratulate the people and, and say goodbye. So I'm, I'm glad you got to talk to them all. So without further ado, I'm going to stop our conversation right here and we'll pick up after this little bit of an interview. So what I've got here for everybody is about 15 um, two to three minute interviews, awesome. like real quick, uh, little little shout outs from friends on here. Um, I, we've got Boone, we've got we've got everybody from Boone to freaking Psychos to Mendoza to Adam Riviera to um, to just even I even brought in Alan Southwood, who is my um, he was my beer buddy who waited mm-hmm. the beer exchange, and I'm out of beer now, but he was enjoying a few tax mans from me. Fantastic. So, so without further ado, so let's kick over to that. So I'm here with Alan Southwood, um, who is now one of my good friends. Alan, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good, Jacob. It's been quite a tiring day yesterday, and just nice relax with a beer. <laughs> That's the good bit. Good deal. So Alan and I, we they did this great craft beer exchange. So he brought me some great beers from across the pond, and I brought him a few from Indiana here. Um, Alan, what, how was everything for you yesterday at World's Toughest Motor? Oh, it was really good and kept felt all right for a fair bit of it and then started getting quite cold and then my pit crew my sister around new flew in friday and is leaving today a bit longer than last year okay okay she managed to rescue me at about 4 a.m in the morning get me into brand new kit send me off and oh, that's great keep me cracking out to get my 60. awesome so you did end up hitting 60 then total yeah managed to get my 60 which beat last year's by a good five miles and still did a bit of time but I think injuries and niggles play their part and thought best to call it quits now than DQ on course. Good, good, good. So I've been talking to a lot of people about growth in this and kind of like you did this last year, you did this this year. What is a great lesson that you learned this year about yourself and kind of the sport? I'll say last year was my first time doing Worlds and so it was a bit of a baptism of fire of how cold (laughs) and freezing it was. And this year, I learnt my lesson of bringing a few more layers, having a bit more extra kit that I may or may not need, particularly a few extra neoprene jackets, and found four in the morning having those extra layers to put on, that made the difference for me, being able to put on a full set of clean, well, dry kit, mm-hmm. getting more back up and going out and cracking up, and having a good time on courses, everyone having a chat, having a laugh. Something giggle out there. It was quite good fun. You know, that's the best part is that community and you're, like you're saying, that giggle. It, it, just getting back out there and becoming the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Nice meeting you. So I'm here with men's third place, Javier Escobar. Javier, I'm so damn proud of you. <laughs> thank you so much, man. It was, uh, it was definitely a hard effort. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I have no idea how it happened. It just, you know, things... The stars aligned. Everything was going great, and uh, we got the hundred, man. Dude, you got it. You got yeah. it. You know, it, we were sitting there the morning before, and I, you and me and Heather meditating out oh, in yeah. the woods, and just chilling out. It was. You, I just saw it in your head. You're like, "Well, I'd like to hit a hundred. Yeah. And I could hear in your voice. You're like, "I know that's a push. Yeah. And you knew that. Was a push. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, dude, you can. It sounds like a great number. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, dude, and and that that meditation stuff. Like I was telling you, that thing like 
it definitely clarified my mind and I was like, you know what, just go out and get it and stuff. You know, and being in that mindset is so important out there on the court, especially when you're going to go out and try and plow 100 miles in yep. 24 hours. Yeah. Um, so what was the point that you felt like, I've got this, I can do this? Um, there was actually no point in which I thought I had this or I got this. Um, okay. It was... Uh, I like that honesty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, like, I was that last lap, I was suffering. I was mm -hmm. literally just suffering out on the course because I kind of went out with the wetsuit still on and the sun came out and it was... Start baking you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it started baking me and I still had some of my headgear and all that stuff, so I was trying to strip all that stuff off. Um, but my crew, man, they, they were just... Uh, they were pushing their crap out of me. Um, yeah, there was a Mark DePlusses. He was like, "Dude, you've been pulling one and a half hour laps. You have an hour and a half to get this last lap completed. You absolutely can do this." And I'm like thinking to myself, "Man, I'm I'm, I'm fucking tired." <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's like I said, my my goal in t at the beginning was just to say I love you to my mom as many possible times. Um, and if I had an hour and a half to do that one more time, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go out and do this. You know, and your mom she is just like the sweetest lady like i got <laughs> to meet her and hang out with her a ton that night yeah, yeah. Um, but like pulling her into the the finish corral there and she was she was just ecstatic she's sitting there for like 30 minutes just like on pins and needles. Yeah, yeah yeah he's coming he's coming yeah, he's yeah. coming <laughs> and she was she was so happy to see you yeah like, we're, i mean we're all so proud of you man thank you man i really appreciate it and and like i said man i that that whole meditation stuff beforehand where do you go from here though huh where do you go from here now i have no idea to be honest with you i don't like i don't consider myself to be like an elite athlete or any type of high caliber athlete whatsoever um so it's just uh i have no idea so i hit this goal now maybe try to hit 105 maybe 110 maybe try to hit the podium first place or something uh try to beat out trevor there um or I, I don't know i have no idea well that's the beautiful thing right now is you've got all these options and you've got it's obvious that you've got the skills to get there. So yeah. congratulations again. Thank bro. you so much, man. I appreciate no it. Anytime. So I'm here with Javier and our good buddy Adam, chilling out at the brunch. Um, ha both of these guys had a phenomenal race. People just coming up and hugging everybody. Everybody's <laughs> happy to be here. Um, Adam, first time running uh, Tough Mudder even series at all this year. I feel like I see a lot of you, like myself, with you, like <laughs> yeah. when I was out a year ago. So I came in. It, last year it was horrible with the weather. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't imagine. Like it was so I, cool. 20, 32 degrees. It got out to like twenty nine. Yeah, twenty. I think they said like feels like it was twenty three. Yeah, it was insane. And it's that constantly getting wet. Um, Adam, what do you think of it all? What was going through your mind out there? Because you got the big, you got the silver, bud. You got the seventy five. Yeah. Uh, I definitely understand how people talk when they talk about the world tough mutter, the whole scene and how tough it really is. Because through that night. If you stay too long in that bit, you'll get comfortable. You're like, shooting you, yourself in the foot. Yeah, it's it was it was the, like the best. It was really challenging though. It was definitely mental. Yeah. But um, I had so much fun. Like what? the amount of people you see out there motivates you to, to always. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. What was your favorite part of racing for that long? Like what? Where? Like at what point were you like, man? I'm just happy to be here. Uh, I think like just. No, even though I was feeling, you know, like, dealing with something new stuff, like, I feel like, you no, know, the fact that you see all, all those other people are mm -hmm. doing it, it just motivates you. Like, you seeing like, that you're not the only one that, you no, know, it's kind of like, with that same, men, like, that same crazy mentality. You're not alone in the pain. Yeah, you're not alone like, in the pain. It definitely made it a lot more fun, but also, like, 
the event itself, like the obstacles are super fun, and then they were making it this year like super crazy. I mean, it was my only first year, but like, you know, the whole like funny penalties that they were having oh, on, it like it was like, what other race you find that? And they're, like they're goofy, but they still make you like no, you like they still <laughs> work for it. Like, it. how was it? So you've not really got to see this before. Mental checks. How was it going through that? What did you think of the mental checks? Oh, yeah, that, that was very that was very different. The first time I went through it, I kind of was, like, making just really bad uh, calculations on the one I had to do. Yeah. And they were almost, like, a bit concerning. But I'm like, no, maybe I just really suck at math right now. <laughs> and, then eventually, and then eventually I was like, no, I, I got this. I'm still totally fine. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, buddy. And we'll talk soon. Yeah, man, thank you. No problem. Yeah, the first thing it was like I thought everything was a plus, like A plus three plus three. I'm like, I'm like, wait, no. And then she's like, no, do it again. I'm like, and then I said something. She's like, try one more time. So I'm here with Deanna and Adam. Um, spent a lot of time with these guys over the past 24 hours here. Um, Deanna, you were in a dark place there for a while. How are you doing now, girl? I'm doing pretty good now. Good. I had an awesome last few laps, so I'm happy now, okay. and just I liked it out there. You know, it was really good. It was great to spend some time with you guys and and really, really see you guys rally. I feel like this year was the year of like the rally cry. Like, like we got cold, cool. That happened. Got ugly for a while. Yeah, that happened. But then eventually, at one, you went back out about like what time? It was just after sunrise, so probably seven thirty. But once that sun came up, like, there's really something to say about these guys going out and plowing, like, another, you know, 10, 15 miles. Yeah. Um, how, after being in such a dark place and sitting in that corral for so long, how did you get yourself back out to going out back out there? I knew, like, in my mind, I knew I had to go back out or I would regret it for the rest of the year. And I just, I really wanted to get back out. So I was just waiting. That sun came up and it was like, I got to get out there. Awesome, awesome. So what's your next big event? What's the next thing after this? I signed up for an ultra marathon in February. So awesome. that's the next one. It's down in Arizona, 100 kilometers. Are you excited? I am. Good, good deal, good deal. Well, we wish you luck in that session. So I'm here with Trevor Psychos, uh, you know, world's toughest mutter again. <laughs> um, big day at the office yesterday. How did everything feel? Good. Everything came together. I didn't have um, any big injuries or problems or I mean, body held together great. So, I mean, everything was executed perfectly. You know, you look like a freaking machine out there just plowing at mile after mile. And like you just the thing I like about it, you remind me of my friend Ben Hall. So it's like you had your mission. You had where you're going, just constant and steady. Just kept moving and running your own pace and not worrying about anything that was going on. Yeah, the, the men went out fast. I yeah, think uh, Evan and um, Scott Brown led for the first 11, 12 hours. Something like that. So yeah, they're going way too fast. I was like, all right, I'll see them later. I'll see them after midnight when the race starts. But Absolutely. I, I, I did my 100-mile pace. Actually, I kind of paced for like 110. Okay. But um, Well, you are right there. Oh, yeah, I could have got 110. You could have got 110 easy. <laughs> you could have got 110 easy. Yeah, but no. Uh, I wasn't going to walk another one. No. Uh, you had enough. You had enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, what's your next rodeo after this? Next race? Yeah. Um, there's a, a bunch of maybes up in the air trying to get into some big races. I like to do these big uh, overseas adventures, you know. Make a weekend out of it. Do it big. Make a few weeks out of it. <laughs> or does that destroy perfect. your body? <laughs> so I'm looking at some of those. But I'll definitely be back here next year. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll see you there then. Oh, yeah. So I'm here with 
Jason Degree of OCR Talk. Um, hey, had a great time. We're sitting here at brunch having just having some bacon. <laughs> How was everything out there on the course the other day? It was good. I really enjoyed the course. It was really tough, like tougher than I thought it was going to be. Would you, would you say it was also muddy? That was very muddy. Okay, so I, I would say it lives up to the name. It, it lives up to the name. <laughs> sure. Outstanding, outstanding. Good deal. So you made it how far total mileage? 60 miles. 60 miles, that's a great number. That is yeah. Great yeah, the most I've done before is 50. I did 50 twice. Awesome. And first time was like, 50 was like pushing myself to my limits. Okay. Second time was 50 with getting sick and stopping in the middle of the night. So this time was like 50 miles strong and then two more miles of death. So at what point were you like, this is total bullshit? <laughs> after 50, after 50, it was like, I, I, I don't really want to go anymore, but 60 would be a nice number to hit. Okay, okay, okay. So I've been talking to a few different people here about like little things we learned. Because last year, this is my first, last year I did my first tough month. And I feel like I'm still trying to learn the community and learn the, learn the race a little bit. Uh, what did you learn this time that's different a little bit that you can play into like your next long race like that? I, I think I learned kind of more dialed in the temperature of what my wetsuit is good for. Okay. Like, I started out, my wetsuit is a 5'4", so it's pretty yep. thick. Yep, yep. And I started out with compression gear underneath it, and, but the temperature temperatures never dropped much below 40, so it was a little bit too much. Yeah, so, so that off. Yeah, so I took off that, and even then I was still a little warm, so it was just understanding like this wetsuit is probably better for, yeah, better for like 38 degrees and below. So, like, also maybe get a, I might look into getting a uh, front suit, front zip wetsuit next time to make it easier to access all the areas for yeah, reapplying. Yeah, so, especially with all the, um, yeah, the lube and stuff. Yeah, reapplying the lube is huge. Okay. And, I, and I I didn't do it enough. Like, I did okay, but I could have done it even more, but I didn't because taking all that gear off sucks. Yeah, so, that, absolutely. And that's where you waste the time. Yeah. That's your biggest, uh, your biggest brain. So what's your next big event I don't know. I, I've had a, some, uh, I'd say some leg injury issues at the end of this year, so I've really left it open. I Like, previous years I've had my whole year planned out, yeah. and right now I don't, so I'm not really sure. You know, a clean slate is sometimes a fun thing. Yeah. I have go, one. Go, go, the go. Ultra, I, I missed the Ultra in Dallas because okay. of a leg issue. Yeah, yeah. And I went ahead and deferred it to Montana. So I'm going to do a Montana Ultra and then go like the other side or something. All right, awesome. That's great. We will see you out there on that end. Good luck out there. Thanks, Shaker. Hey, Who's this? Crystal Leah. Yeah, no, I do not know him. Oh, he has a great one. Like, like Fitzbo. Like, Fitzbo. Uh, like the workout culture where people are like hashtagging like never dying, never looking over your shoulder, no days off, no rest days. So Kevin Galati. Uh, it's, it's just so funny. He's just making fun of him. He's like, you're lifting weights. No one gives a shit. It's so funny. So I'm here with Doza, uh, second place in men's here at World's Toughest Motor. Uh, last year's ch -ch 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 champion. Yep. Um, fell back a place. Fell back a place, but you know, you still hit that hundo. Yep. And that's, that's nice. That's yeah. a nice thing. Kids yeah. like that. I do. Um, so, great race yesterday, um, you did good, I, we could sit here and talk nutrition, but really what I want to talk about is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, because I pitted a lot overnight for Escobar, Yep. and last Who year... also got 100 miles. Exactly, and you hit 100 last year. Was that I your did. first year last no, year? No, this is my third time. Okay, it's your My first, first year was 2016 hitting 100. How did you feel about 
like we only had two guys hit 100 last year. This year we got three, and that was great. Yep. Um, what do you think about all that? I, I think we need to see more guys out here hitting that kind of distance. No, I think it's awesome. I think, like, it's great. I think that I told Javier even before the race, he's actually done such a good job of just like improving. So when I first came into this race, mm -hmm. my trajectory was 50 miles, 80 miles, 100 miles. Those were my first three years running World Toughest, and he's taking a little more time to do it but last year he like he went up from like 50 or 55 to 80 and i was like dude you can do this like you can hit 100 i was you so gotta, proud of you got to put the hard work in though and i think a lot of people talk that they're gonna hit 100 and just to see the amount of work that he's put in well, and just to finally get it there was some was humility awesome. in his voice when he was talking to me like the morning before he's like i kind of want to hit 100 yeah i'm like then go take it but and the thing is, like, you never know what the course is going to bring, you know, what the and, conditions. You just and have what's to train. Gonna happen. A, right. There's some years where it's just not going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you have to put yourself into that zone, and you have to believe that you can do it. Like the first year, I got a hundred. Yeah. I think I told my crew, and that was it. That and you wanted to hit hundred. That I, like that was my a goal, and they're like, really? That's 20 more miles than you did last year. I was like, that's my goal, though. That's kind of where I want to be. Yeah. And yeah. like, if everything lines up, and it did, and I got really lucky. And it was like super fortunate. I put in the work, but that might have not happened if it was a different year. You have right? to, like, you can't rule it out. You always have to kind of make it yeah. there. But, like, your mind's got to be in it to go there. Like, okay, you have I to make your own hit. luck. Yep. You have to oh, make absolutely. your own luck. Like, it, it could have been a different, some different conditions, and maybe he would have got 95, you know? So, absolutely. But you just have to be prepared to put yourself in a position to do that. Absolutely. And that's the thing you kind of have to accept training all year long is that, you know, you might be training all year, and you might fall a little short. Yeah. And you have to be okay with it. Yeah, I think it's being okay with that is yeah. really the key there. But you need to have that goal of being like, no, let's, oh, absolutely, let's do this. Let's absolutely. Do this. So what's your next big rodeo? Ooh, in a couple months, I do have a 100K that I'm going to run. Okay. Just ultra marathon. Yeah. Yep. No obstacles no in the way. Just dirt. <laughs> just some dirt on uh, some single track in Malibu. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, and that's I, fun. I honestly have no idea what else I'm going to do next year. Um... I put my name in the Western States Lottery, so okay. December 7th or something, is that uh, when we'll find out? Okay, all right. So that's going to kind of determine a lot of the first half of my year, what I'm training for. And well, wherever you're at, we wish you luck, and we'll see you out there on the course, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Thanks for being on. So I'm here with Margaret Schlachter and Heather Olson. Oh, hi. Um, after World's Toughest Mudder and eating brunch and mimosas. Brunch and mimosas. <laughs> it's so good to be Four out here. Flights, yeah. Four flights, my yeah. I'm driving. It's, <laughs> it's nice to have nice things. I'm gonna go out to my car and then sit there and listen to Chill Hop for like seven hours. That sounds really nice. It's, it's gonna be chill. Yeah. It's a nice thing. So Margaret, you got to come out and do some live streaming and doing some stuff for yeah, my own guys. Yeah, I did. I had my normal job on Friday, like and a then big stayed girl. for the weekend <laughs> and got to like step back into this little OCR world for like 36-ish hours. I mean, let's be honest, 24-hour yeah, race is more like a 36-48 hour day. Well, you Very know, Margaret, true. it was swell seeing you out there. So swell. <laughs> it was no, just, it was really fun. Gee golly. Be, it was fun. It was fun to be back for the weekend. Um, it was fun to just, yeah, it was fun to like run around and do all the stuff again. It was fun to not race and put almost, you know, 25 plus miles on my feet. Yeah. Oh and, my uh, Lord, yeah. And then, you know, I, I always joke around that if you're covering an event like like this, that you should, I mean, there's like, it's on average 20 to like 30 miles that Easily. I end up walking yeah. in a 24-hour race. 
Absolutely. So we should get some sort of medal for that. Yeah, where is it? Where media is medal. Where's like the media, media patch? <laughs> the media <laughs> gold star. Here are my steps. Let me show you my steps. <laughs> yes. I, can, I can show you. I like that it. I like best. it. So no, that, it's been fun. It's been a fun weekend. Um, it's been fun. You did some stuff for Mud Run God. I did yeah, some stuff fun. for Mud Run God. Like old times. Like old Aww, times. Aww. That makes me so happy. It's a good thing. Yeah. So Heather actually ran, though. I um, did. And she crushed that 60 miles. I did. Woo! And she's feeling like a big girl. Yeah. Legs are a little sore today. She looks like she's ready to take a nap because you can't see her right now because yeah, this is much. a podcast. But <laughs> um, she's a bit like, a yeah, today. eyes drooping, but she's yep. okay. I'm alive. Awesome, awesome. And that's, and that's what matters, you know? And it's yep. being able to have that alive moment, all of us here together. And it's just a yeah, wonderful thing. So anyway, um, I guess we'll... I, next time I'm seeing Heather's actually Chicago. Yeah. When am I going to see you next, Margaret? We'll just yeah. have to wait and see where the wind blows. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea when I'll be at, a, yeah. be at an offshore race again. Awesome. Um, I do other things now. That's true. Well, you uh, know, those other things are great, too. I mean, Heather can come rock climbing with me. Yay! Probably faster Yay! than you'll see me at a... Uh, yes, please. I like that at, attitude. At a uh, race. I mean... I don't think you ski, Jacob, do you? I, I snowboard. Well, do you backcountry snowboard? I mean, I can. <laughs> do you have a split board? I can get one. I almost <laughs> worked for Burton. I almost moved to Burlington and worked for Burton. Okay, well, then you can get a split board and come back. I can get a split board and come back. All right, all right. I like this. Well, thank you so much, gals. Right. So I'm here with Hillary Schusterman and Joey Ty. I spent way too much time with Joey <laughs> over the weekend. I, I, way too much time. I thought, we were, I thought, I thought you were going to ask me out on a date or something like that. Afterwards. You know, I'm a big spoon kind of guy, okay? Uh, okay. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there and getting that yeah. out. You know, I, I'm usually the little guy in the date anyway, so a little, okay. I'm used to the little spoon roll most, from time to time. Exactly, so, exactly. So Joey got his 50 miles this weekend, so did Hillary. Um, big weekend. How was it? It was really, it was different, I would say, from last year for sure. Oh, definitely different, especially with like the amount of uh, obstacles out, the, uh, the amount of obstacles, how, how much we have to jump in and out of the water constantly, and with the, with the combination of hot Lana. Hot Lana, yeah. So just adding in, adding that whole element with all the water obstacles in between all that stuff, with presented a different challenge that's, you know, distinct from any other obstacle course that's out there. Yeah, I would say too, I think from last year, the biggest game changer were those penalties. There were a lot of them that were just the major. penalties were wrong. Yeah, they were, were major weird. time sucks. Yeah. So in some cases, especially for Funky Monkey, you'd you find yourself the, doing like a mile of various obstacles and then getting back on the course and, you know, doing heavy sled drags or whatever we were dragging, a, a heavy yeah. mat. That stuff tires you out. Yeah, it wears on you. It's, it, let's just put it this way. It, you just... You, you kind of get the feeling that Team HQ made these obstacles in the first place designed for you to fail. Yeah. And then it's like you could say it's about five miles. Oh, five miles. Anyone can do five miles. And then eventually when you start turning around that corner, you see you see that hold your wood penalty. And you realize, oh, yeah, you hold that wood it penalty. Is. It's, a down, it's a steep downhill and a steep uphill. And it just wears on you from time to time. I want to see the actual mileage that uh, Trevor got final distance. He had to run right. like 100, oh. probably 20 miles. Exactly. miles. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure my actual miles was probably a little bit over 50 for sure. But yeah. We'll, we'll see how. Uh, I'll see how that actually plays out in my watch. So. Yeah. I mean, my my official miles was uh, I got 60, but I have I didn't even wear my watch. My coach at my pit was kind of taking my lap, so. Who knows? It's probably like 70 or something. Probably, Who probably knows. There. <laughs> anyway, uh, what's your next big race that you got going on here? 
Uh, I haven't even planned out my scout yet, but I know that for sure that uh, there's going to be some ultras uh, yeah, coming in the yeah, horizon yeah. and all that stuff. I feel like I have the ability to put in a good performance and all that. And definitely some uh, tough toughness for sure. And obviously doing doing regular tough runners and you know other obstacle course races that are out there that uh, can help can help supplement my training. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And for me, it's going to be a lot of, well, at least for the next month or so, I'm going to be taking it easy. Yeah. Um, but I think doing more training... Are you really going to take it easy, Hillary? <laughs> Probably not. But during the winter time, during the winter time is when I like to do a lot of running in the snow. And, um, you know, once we get back into the regular season, I'm going to be excited for um, OCR World Champs in Vermont this year. So you know, it's good to see them come back across the pond. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I think I'll play a role in uh, participating in that. I know 15Ks are, are not my uh, cup of tea. I usually like longer distances, personally. But it's worth going and seeing. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely worth going to see. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll take some time off in June and go to Enduro. How about that? So. Yeah. Oh, Enduro's gone. Enduro, oh, really? What? Enduro's gone. Oh, no. oh, that's news to me. Ta-da! Uh, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, wow. That's Enduro's crazy. not here next year. Oh, no. Uh, why? It's gone. Why? It's gone? It's gone, gone. forever? Yeah. Oh, man. That's We're going to have an episode on that here probably here in a few weeks. But oh, anyway, boy. Um, stay tuned. Promo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thanks for being on the cast. Thank you. So I'm here with my old friend Kevin Parrish. Uh, Kevin, WTM 2019. How was it? Um, everything you could hope for and everything you would hope would never happen to you. <laughs> um, you had a great race out there, buddy. You hit your 50 miles. Um, yes, yes. Total mileage? Uh, 55 in, in the uh, end. So you got the dirty. I did. You got the dirty bib. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, what was... This year, it was kind of different because the penalties were crazy. Penalties were ridiculous. This penalties year, were right? stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you never knew what you were going to get. No, no. That's life. Yeah. I even had a dream last night, and there's Kyle right there. I had a dream that Kyle gave me a mountain bike to go check and inspect that he had secretly hidden stacks somewhere back there. <laughs> So yeah, like, that, right, would, that would have been a nice little surprise. That would have been fun. Um, no, no, no. So, Kevin, like, I got to say, like, I really, really respect the way you've been racing the past few years. You've been checking out some, like, big, like, big checkmark box awesome races. Um, what's the big next year look like for you, man? Um, I got a Backyard Ultra. Okay. And already planning for WTM 2020. Okay. We're going to figure out where that's at here in a little bit. Yeah. And um, some toughest, so. toughest events. Chicago? Chicago, Chicago, Philly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's all I got on the radar right now. Philly's close to you now. Yeah. Like, how far is it? Uh, four, five hours. That's cake. That's cake. Yeah. So yeah, big years coming up, big stuff coming up. Um, but you know, it's the cool thing about this community is we've known each other for how long now? Oh, 2012, 2013. Good lord. Basic almighty. math fails me. Yeah, we're, you know, I'm asking too much here, right? <laughs> you had, had a long day. Um, but no, it's that community and like people bring, it brings people together like this. And OCR, it's, it's just such a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it in the world. Well, I'll let you get back to eating here with your wife. Um, but thanks for being on the podcast, bud. Thank you. So I'm here with Daniel Lashevsky. Uh, Old friend of mine, um, beautiful unicorn of a man. How's it going, buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm uh, walking a little better than I thought I would That's today. Great. So you're done in that 50 mile bib. Uh, what was your total mileage this weekend? Ended up being 50. I uh, I had enough time at the end to get one more, but I didn't really see the point with how bad my foot was hurting. That's good. That's fair. Know your limits and everything. Um, you know, Daniel, you're just such a big part of this community over the years, and I've done some really crazy and stupid stuff. 
Um, what does it mean coming out here and seeing all these people and, and being part of that community this weekend? You know, it's so fun. It's um, you know, I was I uh, I, I feel like I'm a little bit new to the community. Last year was my first time doing Worlds, and That's I've never how I was too. That's I've actually never done a regular Tough Mudder. So yeah. it was like me meeting like everyone was new last year, you know. Yeah. And now it's like everyone just embraced my craziness and my outfits and, and our goofiness. And yeah, you know, wearing the the Captain Marvel dress the first and last lap this oh, year so and. Fun. You know, it's just it's just great. It's everyone's so so welcoming and fun. It is a really good time, you know. And me coming over here and doing some podcasts with these people and kind of like learning the people and meeting the people. It's, we're all people. We're all runners. We're all just out here having a damn good time, experiencing some like sport that's based around like mud wrestling and binge drinking, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, and and what I've been telling everyone, people that don't know anything about OCR, I tell them the really unique thing about this one is that you're not really like trying to beat the other person you're trying to encourage and help them to reach their goals just like yours absolutely you know? and you know it's it's helping those people out there i was talking about escobar earlier and i got to spend some time with him and his mom and everything and it was just so much fun like getting him lap after lap out there get get some fluids in him get some what does he need good he wants to hit 100 let's get him there yeah absolutely so what's your next big rodeo um I think I'm pretty much done for this year. And, uh, good, good. <laughs> Sit down. Yes, enough. yes. But next year, uh, I want to focus on some of the longer stuff, some of the ultras, and maybe even some ultra trail running and stuff like that. Awesome. So maybe, maybe, maybe pit crew for Worlds next year. I, you know, I think I might do the same. Uh, anyway, it was great talking to you, buddy. You too, man. All right, so I'm here with the Queen of Pain herself, Amelia Boone. How's it going? You're doing great, sunshine. How are you doing? Fantastic. Outstanding, outstanding. So, okay, so you pulled mid-race. Everybody, you know, talk about that. Enough of that crap. How are you doing today? Like, I'm saying I'm super spry. I don't know. I only ran for 12 hours. All these fuckers are around here, like, hobbling around. Screw that noise. Exactly. I'm out here 2019, living my best life. I am here. I ran hard. I ran hard for 12 hours, and I was like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, you stick on something. Exactly. Yeah. So, I cannot believe this race is going on now for nine years. Right. Uh, let's I talk actually, about that shit. Well, it's funny because I actually kind of thought it was like the 10th anniversary this year, and then I realized it was only nine. So that means that I guess I do have to come back next year. Hang out. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, this course actually is the way they set it up, and everything, and the entire vibe felt very much like early days. I liked I liked the vibe too, I really did, and I know people had, like, issues with, like, oh, it's not fair, some people got carabiners, and, like, I didn't know I could, I didn't know I could ask volunteers for them, and, like, I didn't know, like, that kind of stuff, but, like, I don't know, I kept, I kept trying to it's less, this race is, like, a very non-racist race, you know, and I like that. That is a really That's good, a good way. I like that. It was fun. It was an event. It was an event. It was fun. It was like festive. And I think it was exactly what I needed. Like coming back to this. Yeah, and that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. It reminds you of like it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And a breakfast burrito. Good stuff. Right, yeah. I know. So, um, what's the next thing on your plate here? Uh, so, I am running. Um, what's your next stupid thing you're doing? <laughs> I'm running 100k and 60. That's part of the reason I pulled the plug. Is that I wanted to walk away from this healthy so I could do that. Smart. Um, and then, I don't know. I mean, Next year is kind of like 
really wide open. It's like, like when I go if I qualify for things, if I, you know, am able to get back into Barkley, if I'm so, I don't know. I've got like tons of stuff I want to do, and I'm super excited to be like, how do you feel about this year when you see them back in the States? But are you there and pick around? Yes. Um, I didn't even know it was. So, sorry, I've been kind of out of all of this. I know, and I sucks because Adrian's like one of my good friends. I didn't know that. When is it? Oh, we're getting, oh, fuck yeah, I'll come back to that. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah, we'll drink a beer Right. Anyway, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Great to talk to you. I'm here with Morgan Mackay, world's toughest mother, female, first place. What the heck, 80 miles. How's it going, girl? You had a great, I, I'm, you know, I'm just Jacob Bosa here. I've just been running around. I need to get back on the road. But, um, man, going from ice, uh, sorry, Sweden, and then yeah. coming here, um, what are your thoughts? How's everything going? Uh, I mean, it's been like the most craziest, epic week of my entire life. I can imagine. Yeah, like I, I decided Thursday night, okay, let's do it. Let's go. Let's get crazy. Congratulations. Thank you um, so what's much. your next big uh, rodeo on the docket here? I literally have no idea. Good. Go home and sleep. You probably yeah. should get some sleep. Yeah. Get something to eat and you know, congratulations once again. Thank you so much. Anytime. So I'm here with Kyle McLaughlin. Um, you know, World's Toughest Matter 2020. Looks like we're headed to uh, strap our boots on, pair of cowboy hats to get some work done. Yeah, we had a great event at Toughest Dallas this year. We're pretty excited to bring World's Toughest Matter there in 2020. We're excited to see what you're doing. This year has been a mindset change for all you guys. Big stuff, big stuff coming. You just announced all that. Um, how you feeling? We're in great shape. Tough Matter is back and bigger and better than ever. You know, I'm so yeah, This is insane. It's great. You guys are doing great stuff. Um, I can only imagine what you're going to do there. Yep. Uh, anyone you, you want to share with everybody for next year? I would just TikTok, baby. TikTok. TikTok, TikTok. And I guess that was brunch. Yep. Those are some who's who and what's what. And those are our friends. How's how's. <laughs> well, dusker do's, dusker don'ts. Right, right, but right. that brings us at the end there with Kyle. Uh, we're going to Dallas. Yeah, so the exact venue hasn't been announced, but I can only assume it's going to be the venue that the toughest event was at this year. Um, that sure. only makes sense. Um, so, yes, World's Toughest Mudder 2020 is going to be in Dallas the weekend of November 8th. Um, Mark how do you feel about boys that? And girls, I want to go. I want to go, <laughs> and I, I can't. I can't promise that I'm going to go yet. I want right. to promise that I'm going to go. And I want to promise that I'm going to run. And I want to promise I'm going to get a silver bib. Well, and as you I, learned this year, though, you just can't always plan can't, that far ahead. You can't plan that far ahead. I, I'm going to train like I'd like to. Mm -hmm. um, but we've got a lot of things that are going to be happening this year for me. And right, I, right. I want to go. I'd like to go. I, I want to go and I want to do it all right. Like if I do it next year, I want right. to do it big. And then I want to stay there late and go on like a bar crawl with everybody and eat so many tacos. <laughs> <laughs> um, and
man, because, I mean, if you had a Jake Bosecker nuclear burrito this weekend, let me tell you, I like my tacos. <laughs> Somebody was saying, like, they want to learn, like, I was, who was talking to? Like, they said it would be hilarious if I could learn how to run, like, if I did my 75-miler and I mm-hmm. powered it all on tacos and burritos. Oh, my goodness. I think I well, could do it. I really that, think I could pull it off. That is not something I would care to test, but oh, good I luck could, with I that. Do it. It's a good burrito. It's a good It's a burrito. delicious burrito. I will give you that, but. So, yeah, so next year's Dallas, and to save you guys the Google power, um, the weather is a crapshoot. Um, you know, when, when you look at the weather for this week right now in Dallas, there are some days that's dropping as low as 30s, and there are some days that are in the 70s, and everything in between. So there's going to like be no way. Sounds like when we were out at uh, Vegas. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be no way of knowing until we get closer Um you know, what it's going to be facing. They need to do, okay. Kyle, if you are listening, <laughs> I want to help invent a, invent an obstacle next year. And I want to call it, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> <laughs> Just for Woody. Just for Sheriff Woody. Or there like you go. Something about, like, I don't know what it's going to like pertain to, but there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> so I will say that probably the biggest change for me in comparing this world, this year's world's toughest to previous years, um, is the overall sense of competition versus fun. And I think obviously oh, getting fun. rid of the money had a big role to, you know, had a big role yeah. in that. Because at the end of the day, yes, it was still a competition this time, but bragging rights more than anything else. So oh, the yeah. event that we saw was much more fun. I mean, there were rubber duckies in the obstacles. There oh, were people were fishing out rubber duckies out of every. There were silly from... challenges like taking a shot of hot sauce. There were carabiners that people. There was the did. dance party halfway through. The, there was right. The overall feel of the event was a much more just fun thing to do. And it was still a challenge. It was still a freaking challenge. You guys. Oh, absolutely. The people, I think that there was a little bit for everybody because the people that It wasn't came, all cake and unicorns, boys and girls. Right. <laughs> the people that came to throw down for a competition, they, did. Um, they had that opportunity. And the people that wanted to just bond and have fun and enjoy the community and enjoy too. the sport, they did that too. So I'm going to be interested to see you know, if that continues through next year, what kind of changes are going to be made? There's all kinds of people this morning with all kinds of opinions on the forums about, you know, was it done right? Was it done wrong? What about the carabiners? What about the, I'll say this, know? though. The penalties this year were intense. Well, that's been a steady complaint over the years. Um, you know, and I personally can remember the last year in Vegas, testing it out with one of my teammates. He and I both approached Funky Monkey at the same time. Mm-hmm. I fell and he did not. And I got out and did my penalty loop. And I came out of my loop nearly the same exact time that he came out of a successful completion. So for years, people have been complaining that if you're going to have penalties, it should cost more. To do a penalty. I think that's fair. I agree with that. And the com- and the, and and headquarters listened because this year we saw some pretty brutal penalties by comparison of the If you did not want to go up freaking uh, King of Swingers, I mean, you started. First of all, if you didn't even attempt the obstacle, you had a half mile. Right. 
So yeah, King of Swingers had two options. You can either skip it completely, go run a half a mile, and then carry a big heavy ass log through a pretty miserable little carry. It was at least it was at least another half mile. I, I feel up and down trenches, up and down hills. Like it wasn't an easy log carry. I've got or, we'll be putting out that tomorrow, hopefully. Or you could jump in the water, get wet, to skip the half mile run, and go straight to the miserable log carry. Yep. So that was not a fun fun penalty. And King of Swingers is not an easy obstacle. So there was a not. lot of people failing. Tons, 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 tons. So, tons of people yeah, failing. It's gonna be fun to see how how the sport, you know, how how the brand evolves throughout this next year. Now that Kyle's, you know, no longer the rookie and he's got a whole year under his belt. I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what it. they do with it. You know, like we look so often at the things we do in Spartan, like a sport. And you can't. Mm-hmm. You've got, you got a series there. You've got all these things. This, the way that they're doing it now, is more of an event. And I commend that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an event where you can see some really cool stuff happen. Yep. Um, and they're creating something that's not out there. And it's one of those things I always tell people, if, like, when you figure out what you want to do, do it in such a way and do it so much that no one else out there can do that too. Like fully embrace it. And they're doubling down on that culture. They're doubling down on their people and by God, it's awesome. Yeah. It's just a different, you know, we talk all the time that Spartans its own thing and it's not really fair to compare them to OCR as a whole because it's its own Uh thing. Tough Mudder is as well. I mean, you've got two Mac daddies of the sport that are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum um, and that's good because that means you good. get a different it's variety, and there's a They're little bit out there for everyone. They're not trying to be something else. Yep, there, there's a little bit out there for everyone, and you know when people complain and give Desena crap about his choice to keep the burpees in, or you know other his other choices, you know it's he's doing his thing, and just like Tough Mudder, people gave them crap about eliminating the prize money and how they want to do it, and they stuck to their guns and they're doing it their way, and both yep. are you know both are successful. Both, both can be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be successful. It can be a different thing. Yep. Um, and that's fine. That's perfectly so, fine. So, with that, it's another long episode week. Um, you know, we're going to recover from from this event. I've got my final race of the season this coming weekend. I'll be out in San Francisco for number five, the last stop on the Spartan Stadium series. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty excited that it's the last one of the season. I want to right? I want to rest. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so then I'm actually, I'm, I'm really done for the most part. Right, right. Um, I'm well, pretty chill Time for the for off season, chill out, start training, and get ready to attack next season. It's going to be an interesting season, especially with some of the stuff we're doing. We've got a big announcement. Hopefully next week we can talk about mm-hmm. yep. uh, some tie-ins. Um, that being said, though, we're going to have some. We're going to start throwing you guys some codes here. Um, yep. Yeah. Lots of discounts lot of coming. And um, so we've lots got of fun we've, stuff. we've got some crazy stuff planned. We've already announced one of our big things here. We'll be coming back to Highlander next year. Yep. Yep. Um, Both their races both races and here's the thing we just talked to chad and the guys there they've got some big stuff on in the works here yep um 
uh, with another company, and we'll be able to talk about that here soon, kind of some of the hopes and dreams that we're working on. But mm-hmm. I want to I want to do a quick shout out to everybody that believes in us, you know, and what we do mm-hmm. here and what I how I collaborate with stuff and bring people together and do some cool stuff. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for believing in us and helping us do this kind of crazy Absolutely. Fun stuff because, you know, having people come up to us and, and acknowledge what we're doing and thank us for what whether we're it's doing. Whether it's a and... podcast or whether mm-hmm. it's something that I'm doing for like to further the sport and bring people together. It's, it's fun. Yep. I agree. And we are thankful and, you know, we, we ask it before you guys deliver, but if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you're seeing, you know, Give us please. a review. Give us a review. Give us a Tell like. Tell us what we can subscribe. fix. Give us a yep. hug. Yep. Um, and I think that about does it this week. No, we're not done. Why not? Because <laughs> i got to give a plug to Venga CBD. Um, Absolutely. Um, Venga CBD is the CBD sponsor of the Bro CR Supercast. Um, I love it. I like it. Yep. I think it's a good product. Um, it's a good muscle We talked to them. Yep. We talked to them last week. If you haven't listened to that episode, do yourself a yeah. favor and do that check it out check it out we like it it's it's a good product use code bro cr to save yourself a little change there 15 percent um you know it's it's gonna help with inflammation it's not for everybody i get that we actually we kind of blew up it's this is how long this week's been leah (laughs) yeah seems like Um, a long time ago we were catching some flack on a message board there uh, from one group and they were kind of giving me a little bit of like, oh, you know, Jacob sure does love his CBD oil. Yeah, I think it's a good product. I do. I do. I back mm-hmm. it. I think it's a great product. I think it's worth talking about. Because when you talk about it and you learn about something, it, it no longer has the stigma about it. You know? Right. I you, agree. And there's so many different companies out there. It's important to know what you're putting in your body. Um, it's important. So yep. anyway, check it out. Venga CBD. Um, use code BROCR. Save yourself 15%. Additionally, um, Brosier is brought to you by Human Octane. Um, Human Octane is a great uh, compression gear and just outfitter here for OCR. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in them. I love their stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Human Octane. Check it out. It's. I'm wearing a shirt right now, Human Octane. Well, there you um, go. So I guess that's really it for me this week. And I guess we'll talk about your last stadium next week, Leah. Um, yep, I think so. Did we miss anything? I think that about covers it. This Golly, is kind of pretty big... much dominated by World's Toughest Mudder. So, yeah, you we've know, had we'll... a big, big weekend. Yep. I guess Wrigley we'll talk... happened over the weekend. Yeah, Wrigley <laughs> happened. Um, Isaiah before Vidal we go, before we go, I do want to go. For that. I want to give a quick shout out to somebody. What's that? Cody Simons. Yeah, Cody had a great race weekend. Cody hit back to back podiums, first place in Laughlin. Yep. How great. Congratulations, Cody, the OCR Carpenter. I'm proud of you, buddy. Yep. Big fan of OCR, and we're a fan of you. So. so anyway, until next week, I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley, and we will see you out there. Bye. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.